as God intended. Let's go. Pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Dr. Brian Artis, and thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell your freedom friends they can join us live on the America Out Loud talk radio network and via recorded podcast at americaoutloud.com. On the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks, just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, whatever you need to listen at your leisure. Looking for Healing Radio is sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference, integrity, and love for medicine. Make, make, can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Remember that promo code at checkout is OUTLOUD, all one word, no spaces. Get incredible deals and find Global Healing and all of the wonderful A. AOL sponsors at AmericaOutloud.shop. And every time I read that intro, I think AOL, America Online. No, it's America Out Loud. Healers, we have a great show for you today. Remember, I'm Dr. Brian Artis. We're excited to be here. I actually just came off of a one-week trip with my kids and family in Montana, which was incredible. The weather there was, I don't know, 60s to 70s at most. I think today was the hottest day. We left last night, and I think... uh, the hottest day was 82 degrees. Well, I live in Dallas, Texas. And in Dallas, Texas, it was sometimes it was listed on our weather app as being over 108 degrees, sometimes feeling over 110 plus while we were there enjoying 60s and 70s degree weather. Now, this is Looking for Healing Radio. This is a very intentional platform where we're bringing to you every day of the of the week, Monday through Friday. Myself, Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Jana Schmidt, and Nicola Burnett. We are spending every Monday through Friday with audiences, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on Looking for Healing Radio. This is a Monday through Friday platform. And every day, so far, we've had all brand new presentations for every event and for every day. And on every Friday, we come together as a group and we actually have an entire show that we four practitioners and healers are using as an opportunity to educate, warn, and inspire those to have hope through natural healing means. Now, the reason why I bring up the temperatures uh, inside of Texas and all around this country is you've all been told over the last several decades of my existence as an adult that there is a crisis going on in the whole world. We're not talking covid We have been told since at least the 60s that there is a climate change pandemic affecting the entire globe called global warming. We have been told that as the earth heats up, uh, that is a result of all of our actions as humans on this planet. And therefore, there are these ideas being thrown around by organizations like the World Economic Forum and others that uh, we, the humans on this planet, there's too many of us, and we and our actions are the result for the heating up of the planet. Now, just to put it out there, uh, for those of you who are wondering, does Dr. Artis actually believe this narrative? Nope, not even for a second. I actually believe it's a bold-faced, bold-faced, disgusting lie, and I have little place for it. 
However, this is called Looking for Healing Radio. So there are times, even amidst the lies being propagandized around the world, called global warming and climate change, as they continue to lie to you, there have been periods of the entire Earth's existence where human beings have had problems with getting overheated or it being too hot, or they themselves getting too hot. And it creates three scenarios, one called dehydration, the other one called heat stroke, and the other one called heat exhaustion. Now, the reason why I'm gonna do this is, I don't know if you're like me, but I kinda like to know what in the world those that are in charge of our mainstream media are continuing to pump out every day to the masses, like your loved ones and my loved ones and extended families. What are the lies they're telling every day? All right, so on CNNHealth.com right now, there is a titled article from today titled How Extreme Heat Can Kill and How You Can Stay Safe. Or, or this is actually dated Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. So it's actually a couple of days old now. But I found this hilarious. All right, so here's how it starts out. So remember, this is Looking for Healing Radio. I'm going to teach you how to preserve life without having to be afraid of even overheating. Even as they try to tell you, the whole world and planet's going to die from global warming. All right, so we're going to spend the next few minutes highlighting what it is they want you to think about climate change and what they want you to think about dehydration, heat strokes, and heat exhaustion. And I just want you all to know about five years ago, you're going to be paying attention, I hope, to this presentation. This is called Looking for Healing Radio. I'm actually going to give you some tidbits on how to protect you from ever, ever, ever dying from a heat stroke or heart attack and how to protect yourself from dehydration. Uh, about five years ago, I created a product actually with another company, not Artist Labs company, but I created a product uh, actually looking to preserve the health of, health of young athletes around the world who were dying from heat strokes. And uh, I had to spend a lot of time researching how it is the human body experiences heat strokes that lead to death in young athletes. And then I created a product based from that and we'll create others in the future, I'm sure, to help combat this current worry by people dehydrating, becoming heat stroke victims or experiencing what's called heat exhaustion. All right. So let's define what these things are. This is Looking for Healing Radio, and I'm going to teach you how to avoid dehydration, how to avoid heat strokes in the future forevermore uh, as they continue to heat up the planet, either through their chemtrail experiments or through the fact that maybe the earth is just going through a phase where it goes through ice ages and heat stages, which it has done for millennia. So uh, in either in either regard, if it's hot where you live and you're sweating and uh, you love air conditioning as much as I do, <laughs> then you might want to listen to this podcast and this radio show. All right. So for the next, uh, I don't know, 14 minutes, 12 minutes or so, I'm going to spend time educating you on what the three definitions of heat strokes by definition from CNN Health are and what they state about heat exhaustion, heat strokes, and dehydration. All right, so dehydration. On the CNN Health website, I'm going to read some of this because I find it ironic and hilarious. All right, your body needs water. That's obvious. And other fluids to function. When you lose more fluid than you take in, you get dehydrated. Now, I find this interesting. The term and definition for dehydration right now is your body needs water and other fluids to function. When you lose more fluid than you take in, you get dehydrated. All right, so notice the whole reference is about water and us losing water or fluids in the body, losing more than we're taking in, they're defining as dehydration. Then they state mild or moderate dehydration is manageable by drinking more fluids. I, know, I like that they don't say water, but it's water. But severe dehydration needs medical attention. Of course it does. 
Why would it not need medical attention? Okay. Not to say you don't need IV fluids in the future when you go to a hospital if you've got a heat stroke or dehydrated, but you just need to know they're going to pump into your veins directly, something you should be eating every day anyway to prevent dehydration and heat strokes. All right. So here they say you're losing more water than you're taking in. I find this ironic because if you drive down the main highway in Dallas, Texas, there's actually a big billboard I've seen the last few months that says, drink milk. It hydrates better than water. Now, I find that really funny. Uh, Human beings do not lose milk and become dehydrated. They lose water and become dehydrated. But there's a billboard saying milk hydrates better than water. All right, that's a flat out lie. But who would be lying to you about that? Well, obviously, the American Dairy Association would want that pumped out in the media or on billboards around the country, trying to convince people that their product is better than nature's water that God put on this earth. All right. You don't need milk. You need water. And people need water, obviously. All right. Uh, But no one needs to drink milk, by the way. I haven't had milk in my house since I was 25 to 27 years old. I'm now 46 years old. And one of the first things I eliminated from my entire household, which you will never find in my house and you haven't for 20 plus years, is any milk product from a cow. So no milk, ice cream, you won't find it. Yogurt, no, you won't find it. Why? Because I actually have studied enough to know milk's bad for you. This whole radio show is not about milk. This is about dehydration. So dehydration is losing water and putting in more fluids than you're losing. What they state with dehydration on CNN Health, and remember, Looking for Healing Radio is about providing healing here. The problem is they state here on CNN's health website, the problem is that your body doesn't always let you know early enough that you need more water. That's a flat out lie. You'll get thirsty. By the time you feel thirsty, which is what they want you to think, you're behind on your fluid replacement. Older people often don't feel thirsty until they are actually dehydrated. Do you know that's actually a published side effect of pharmaceutical drugs that you actually will lose all desire for water and thirst? So I would actually not bank that old people don't know when they're thirsty unless they have a drug telling them not to feel when you're hungry or thirsty. And then they go on to say, experts say that when you have to be out in the heat, it's important to drink fluids even before you head out or else you may not be able to catch up on what your body needs. All right. So that's what they say about water and dehydration. All right. Everybody knows. I'm just going to tell you here. I remember attending a incredible seminar called the X files or the Y files, actually the Y files by a guy named Dr. D'Onofrio. He was a neuro, he was a neuro, a neurologist chiropractor, actually. And in 2002, I had the pleasure of meeting him and sitting at his feet for a conference. And this guy was educating us and opened up a question for everyone in attendance, which was over 250, over a thousand people, probably. This guy opens up a question and goes, how much water should we all drink? Now, what was interesting about that is uh, everybody had a different answer. Uh, Eight. Eight ounce glasses, uh, four eight ounce glasses, a gallon of water, blah, blah. And he would just acknowledge all of them. Great, great, great. No, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. And he goes, how do we know when we've had enough water to drink? And then he said this, you will no longer be thirsty. (laughs) The the body knows when it needs more water. It has something inside of it that says, uh, you're now thirsty and now go drink. And he says, everybody who tells you there's a certain amount of water you should be drinking every day, it's because they actually need you to buy their water. But that is not a true statement. Every animal on the planet does not drink a gallon or more of water every day. They only drink when they're thirsty. So should you. You will know when you're dehydrated because you will get thirsty. God put this thing inside you that said, uh, tell the person it needs to drink water now. Well, let's get to heat strokes now. 
So just, you know, if you ever ask me, what is Dr. R's opinion on how much water we should be drinking every day? The amount of water is, are you thirsty? Okay, good. Well, if you're not, you're not. If you're on a medication and you're never thirsty, you might want to look up and see, is lack of thirst a published side effect of the drug I'm taking? Because it really could be. And then you wouldn't know if you were thirsty or not. So you need to know. All right. Now we're going to go on here. Heat strokes definition for heat strokes. The most worrisome consequence CNN reports of high heat is heat stroke, says Dr. Scott Dresden, an assistant professor of emergency medicine at Northwestern University. With heat stroke, the body can't cool itself and regulate its temperature. That is the key phrase here. With a heat stroke, the medical doctor says the body can't cool itself and regulate its temperature. Okay. This entire show is going to be about one thing, how to get the body to regulate its own temperature so you never experience dehydration or the effects of heat stroke, which is complicated by dehydration. All right, so let's continue here so that you learn. In normal temperatures, your body loses water through sweating, breathing, and going to the bathroom. But when humidity rises above 75%, which in Texas this week was over 100%, when humidity rises above 75%, sweating becomes ineffective. They state our bodies can let off heat only when the outside temperature is lower than our internal body temperatures, usually around 98.6% degrees. Sorry, 98.6 degrees. All right, so they're telling you heat strokes can't happen uh, unless your body gets too hot and you can't sweat above the temperature outside being 98.6 degrees. That isn't true, but that's what they state. If the body's temperature rises quickly, its natural cooling mechanism, sweat, fails. A person's temperature can rise to a dangerous 106 degrees or higher within just 10 or 15 minutes. And this can lead to disability or even death. Then they're going to go out and single out older adults. Older adults, people taking certain medications like beta blockers and antidepressants. So I'll catch that at home. Those that are on beta blockers and antidepressants and kids can all have a harder time with heat regulation. Alcohol also can make it hard for the body to regulate its temperature, as can be it can be dehydrating or being overdressed for the heat can also be a problem. These are some of the symptoms you need to look for for heat strokes in patients. Now, I just want you to know I've had people call me for 20 years now at some point during the year when a loved one had a heat stroke. So might as well take note here. If you notice that someone is confused, has a flush to their skin, seems to be breathing quickly or complains of a headache, move to the shade or into air conditioning. All right, here we go. Let's, let's do a review. If the individual has a flush to their skin, is confused, seems to be breathing quickly or complains of a headache, move to the shade or into an air conditioning place. Cool them with cool water, ice packs or wet towels around their neck, head, armpits and groins and get medical help as soon as possible. All right. Now. On the other side of this break, I expect you guys are going to enjoy the remainder of this show here shortly. Uh, but I just want the world to know, I actually went to someone's house a couple of weeks ago. It was uh, like 95 degrees outside. They wanted to do something outside, host us outside. And I, I made mention that the greatest invention on earth was air conditioning. I personally still believe that. I can't stand being so hot. When I get hot and overheated, man, my body just gets irritable, moody, sunburned, obviously, because I got this reddish tint to my skin, thanks to my uh, northern European country descent and genetics. But uh, it's been a very, a very uh, obvious thing for me that heat is not my friend. Therefore, 
I actually supplement something every day to make sure I never get a heat stroke and never get dehydrated. And I'm going to educate you on the other side of this brick of what those things are. Just know that they are worried right now worldwide about the effects of heat. Let's go, before we go to the break, let's actually define what they define as heat exhaustion. Because in the next clip, we're actually going to, on the other side of this commercial break, I'm going to actually take you through uh, presentations I did over the last five years on this exact topic. I'm just excited that it came up again today. All right, heat exhaustion happens when the body loses too much water or salt through excessive sweating. Typically, this can happen when you're exposed to high temperatures combined with high humidity or if you're involved in strenuous physical activity like running or playing football. Heat-related illness is the leading cause of death and disability among U.S. high school athletes, according to the CDC. But it can be a problem for anyone taking part in everyday activities like mowing the lawn or going for a walk. All right, so I want to make sure we focus on one thing. Heat-related illness is the leading cause of death and disability among U.S. high school athletes. You know, I have four kids that in the last four years have all graduated high school and were high school athletes. So for me, this is a very personal thing and why I created a product five years ago to address this exact same thing. All right. So uh, remember, you can listen and learn from Dr. Brian Artis, Niccolo Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, and Dr. Janice Schmidt every Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific time. You can also go to our show page on AmericaOutloud.com to submit a health question. We can all answer on Friday together as a group. On Looking for Healing Radio, we're always here for you. Stay tuned after the break we have coming up. We'll be right back with more Looking for Healing Radio just for you right after these messages. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. All right, welcome back, healers. Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. Holistic nutrition, fasting, 
detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and let's make tomorrow amazing at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. All right, I'm Dr. Brian Artis. We were talking on the other side of this uh, commercial break before this commercial break happened. We're talking about dehydration, heat exhaustion, and heat strokes. Now, this is a very personal thing to me. And the reason why we're reporting on this is because this week, in all the mainstream media, including CNN, they are publishing articles left and right about the impacts of climate change and global warming and its impact on all the health of individuals in this country and around the world, teenagers, children, and the elderly. So in the first segment, we actually define what dehydration, heat strokes, and heat exhaustion are defined as. And one of the last things I left off with was that CNN reports that the CDC states that one of the leading cause of death among U.S. high school athletes is heat exhaustion. I actually know this to be very true. I learned this five years ago, created a product for mass audiences worldwide online. But uh, I want to educate you some on what I learned even then in doing research to combat this problem as to why so many people were dying so young during athletics. All right. So before we do that, I want to actually read to you. Remember, this is Looking for Healing Radio. You might as well know what the other side, the mainstream media side, the American medical complex and industry, what they're telling the world how to handle heat, how to stay healthy in the heat. And they say, Extreme high temperatures can be linked to at least 17 causes of death. Most of them are related to heart and breathing issues, but also include suicide, drowning, and homicide. Well, I'll be honest with you. I hate being hot. I hate it over 95 degrees. I can't stand it. I don't like it. 100 degree weather plus. My parents for a while, my whole family actually, siblings included, all lived in Phoenix, Arizona for about 12 years. I still have a sister that lives out near Phoenix. And uh, just one. The rest of them came to Dallas. But for about 12 years, they'd all beg me to come move to Arizona and move my practice from Tennessee to Arizona or from Dallas to Arizona. Uh, I just cannot tolerate the heat. The heat just zaps my energy, focus, you name it. And I just don't, I don't like how I feel when I'm super hot like that. So heat's a big deal for me. But I can see how it would include things like suicide, drowning, and homicide. Uh, because people can become emotionally unstable and irritable when it comes to being uncomfortable. CNN continues here. Studies have shown that exposure to extreme heat can contribute to mental health issues, problems for pregnant women, and poor birth outcomes. And then they go on to state, even if you aren't working or exercising outdoors, be careful in extreme temperatures. Dr. Stephanie LaRoe, an ER physician in Rocky Mountain, Virginia, said it's important to keep an eye not just on the temperature, but on the heat index. That The heat index takes into account humidity, and that can matter more for heat-related illnesses. And when planning activities, try to keep them out of the heat, especially if you've got young kids or the elderly in your social circle since they don't handle the heat as well. Quote, make sure everyone is drinking plenty of fluids, LaRose said. Quote, you don't have to take in copious amounts of water, but drink a little bit before you're thirsty. And especially when you are thirsty, those things are really important. Heat illnesses are totally avoidable with the right approach. All right. I'm going to go ahead and repeat what she said, because I concur. Heat illnesses are totally avoidable with the right approach. All right, so number one, seek shade. Don't be out there too long. Number two, there is something in everyone's diet that is missing that actually causes your body's inability to manage heat. There's only one part of your body that even controls heat. They don't even talk about what that is here. They tell you to just drink fluids. All right, well, that's not how you're going to do it. 
That actually is not what you're going to do. All right. So it's not even how it happens. All right. So now I'm going to reference. It's time to get into what do we know? Did you know that back in 1963, April 1st, 1963, in the Journal of Nutrition, Volume 79, issue number four in April of that year, on pages 407 through 415, C. Frank Consolazio and the rest of his authors conducted a study and published it titled Excretion of Sodium, which is salt, Excretion of Salt, Potassium, Magnesium, and Iron in Human Sweat and the Relation of Each to Balance and Requirements. This is where we're going to get into looking for healing. Why? It's time to educate all of the audiences here once and for all why it is water is not the only thing you need if you're overheating, dehydrated, or having heat exhaustion, or have a heat stroke. No. In fact, I would go ahead and say it here. If you have enough of one of these things they mentioned here in this study, salt, potassium, magnesium, or iron, if you had that supplemented every day in your life, you actually would never experience a heat stroke or heat exhaustion. In fact, I'm banking on it. How can I be so sure? Well, let's read some of the results of this study. Remember, when we get hot, human beings sweat. Why do we sweat? To cool ourselves. Remember, this is Looking for Healing Radio, Monday through Friday. We're here to educate you, warn you, and inspire you to how to avoid the pitfalls of health issues in the future. And this is going to be a big one. Why? They want to continue to propagandize and continue to lie to you through mainstream media that the earth is warming up faster than it ever has in entire existence and human beings aren't going to be able to thrive unless we kill the humans that are responsible for heating up the earth. Well, that's just a flat out lie. All right. So I want to read from you or read to you from Frank Casalazzo and his other cohorts on this study. Remember, it's titled Excretion of Salt, Potassium, Magnesium, and Iron in Human Sweat. Now, I'd like to say this first off. How many of you even knew there was anything other than salt in your sweat? I mean, just in this 1963 article, in the title, they mentioned salt, potassium, magnesium, and iron in human sweat. That's a quote. How many of you knew that there was iron in your sweat? How many of you knew there was magnesium in your sweat and potassium in your sweat? All right, so let's go look at some of the summary highlights for this paper. 1963, 50 years ago. Uh, is that longer than that? 60 years ago. Holy cow. All right, the results of this study show that a considerable quantity of salt, potassium, magnesium, and iron are lost in sweat of men during 16 consecutive days exposure to environmental temperatures of over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, I don't know if y'all know this. It was either last year or the year before. We had over 100 degrees Fahrenheit every day for a record setting like 60 days here in Texas. It was something ridiculous like that. So as these temperatures are going up, you need to know they were even studying this 60 years ago. What's the impact of men, particularly in temperatures environmentally of over 100 degrees Fahrenheit? During a seven and a half hour collection period, the sweat excretions averaged 0.6 grams per hour of sodium, 0.125 grams per hour of potassium, 2.3 milligrams of magnesium, and 0.13 milligrams per hour of iron. Now, I want to focus on this. This is the first day I've ever seen this article. They state in a hundred degrees plus temperatures every day for 16 days straight, men who were sweating, they had 0.6 grams 
for every hour loss of salt in their sweat. Potassium was 0.125 grams. Magnesium was 2.3 milligrams per hour and 0.3 milligrams per hour of iron. I just need y'all to recognize that is a lot of salt. That is a lot of potassium and it's even more magnesium, which I was shocked by. So that's more magnesium when you see loss of potassium, which is wild. All right. So that's what they're losing in iron. In the past, they state, with the exception of salt, very few investigators have recognized the fact that mineral losses in our sweat could be appreciable. And as a result, these losses have all too frequently been neglected in computing mineral balance. This could result in misinterpretation of the data, especially under conditions of profuse sweating. The total mineral loss should include the mineral loss in sweat. This, in turn, would help in estimating more realistically the minimal daily allowances of minerals. 1963, 60 years ago, they're saying, oh my gosh, do you know that people are only talking about salt in our sweat? There's these other three hugely important minerals, potassium, magnesium, and iron. Just so y'all know, all four of these, salt, potassium, magnesium, and iron, are all found on what? The periodic table of elements. These are all minerals. And minerals are essential for proper health and function. All right, so I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware that this is being studied back in 1963. So what are the benefits of sodium and potassium? I don't know, your kidneys run on what are called sodium-potassium pumps. If you're not replacing the sodium and potassium, you're losing your sweat, your kidneys are going to stop functioning as well. You're going to have backed up water retention. You're going to have increased blood pressure, and they're going to put you on a diuretic to make you pee, which is actually made from a salt derivative and potassium derivative. So just note, you need salt and potassium, magnesium and iron. Obviously, we know how important those are. In fact, uh, in CNN Health Today, they actually published an article this week on the on the impact of certain medications leading to anemia, which is lack of iron in the blood, which I've learned is now a big racket that I don't really want to pay attention to anymore personally. All right, so now let's continue here. I'm gonna continue. I've got a few other things I need to share with you so that you learn. Now there's actually a published research paper in 1993 <laughs> and it's in the uh, nutritional needs in hot environments, applications for military personnel and field operations, Institute of Medicine. That is a committee. It is titled The Effect of Exercise and Heat on Vitamin Requirements. Copyright 1993 from the National Academy of Sciences. Now, outside of these minerals I just mentioned that were published in 1963 to be losing in our sweat as a result of increased heat that we're exposed to, or exercise. They mentioned the loss of those minerals, salt, potassium, magnesium, and iron in your sweat. Well, in this 1993 article, did you know that in your sweat, you also lose vitamin B1 called thiamine? Did you know you lose vitamin B2 called riboflavin? Did you know you lose vitamin B3 in your sweat called nicotinic acid? Did you know you lose vitamin B5 called pantothenic acid? Did you know you lose vitamin C called ascorbic acid in your sweat? And did you know that you lose pyridoxine? And do you know you lose folic acid? That is vitamin B9, otherwise known as folate. So I just want you to know, this has been known. And this actual reference study from 1993 is referencing a completed study from the 1940s on these vitamins lost in your sweat. Now, out the gate, I would like to just ask you, 
How many of you have actually seen a hydration drink or product that included iron, potassium, salt, magnesium, vitamin B1, vitamin B2, 3, vitamin B5, vitamin B9, vitamin B8, and vitamin C? How many have you seen? And how many of you knew that you were losing all that every drop of sweat? I would bank on not many people know. All right, so now let's go to uh, a actual, if you go here, go to www.sportsrd.org. And uh, this is a, uh, a company, this is actually a, a group that published a document titled, What's in Your Sweat? Now, I love this review. I've used this years ago in my presentations to celebrities and other ones who were trying to promote products that I'd created years ago to try to combat what we lose in our sweat. Now, this is very, very important. What is in your sweat? Did you know that you lose the top five minerals lost? I'll just read this to you. This is by Taylor Sherman, who's a researcher, along with Claire Sikonek and Shelby Johnson. They compiled this document, and this is how it reads. The average athlete, you don't have to be an athlete, loses one to three liters of sweat per hour. Sweat is primarily made up of water, but it also contains electrolytes that have essential roles in the body. Sodium and chlorine are the most abundant electrolytes in sweat, with potassium, magnesium, and calcium present in lower amounts. And then they give an example. A runner who loses three liters of fluid in one hour is losing 1,380 milligrams up to 5,520 milligrams of salt in one hour. All right. Now, this is important based on the conversation I've had before. You know, for those of you who know who I am and have seen the DrArtistShow.com or watched my shows, I did a show two and a half years ago titled The Number One Lie the Medical Profession's Ever Told. And it's about the fact that they tell you salt's bad for you. I believe that's the greatest lie, personally, the medical profession's ever told anybody. And then there's two and three. I have number two and number three biggest lies, in my opinion. Those include the lie that cholesterol is bad for you and that fat is bad for you and you need to live a low fat diet. Those are the three big massive lies before COVID that uh, the world has been uh, sold continuously. All right. So I just want to give you a field here, a feel. Runners who lose three liters of fluid in one hour on average is losing 1,300 milligrams of salt up to 5,500. Do you guys know that in one large capsule, if you've ever taken a supplement, do you know you can fit a thousand milligrams of something in that capsule? That means you're losing over a large capsule of salt up to five and a half capsules of salt per hour. All right. Sodium chloride and potassium work together to help regulate and maintain your fluid balance. Magnesium and calcium are essential for optimal muscle function and play a role, an important role in energy metabolism. Now, I want to focus on sodium chloride and potassium. Sodium and chloride, sodium is salt, chloride is chlorine. Did you know that chlorine is required? in every cell of your body to fire and do electrical impulses and myriad of other things. And do you know that every medical doctor in the world pumps every patient full of salt and chlorine every day that they're in a hospital or ambulance all day, every day, they pump you full of sodium and chlorine. How many of you thought salt and chlorine were bad for you? You ever asked yourself if they're so bad for you, why do they pump so much of that stuff into every patient that's ever been sick in their entire life? All right, well, losing as little as 2% of your body weight during a workout can result in decreasing aerobic performance. For a 200-pound athlete, that's about four pounds of sweat lost during one workout. Water and electrolytes should be consumed throughout the day. Remember to properly hydrate before, during, and after exercise as well. 
All right, so I'm going to give you a list of some of the foods that they list here provide minerals and vitamins that we lose in our sweat when we're too hot from global warming. Now, just so you know, I also believe and accept the reality that there's psychopaths out there trying to kill a whole bunch of us. I'm not kidding. So in order to preserve your life and health, if they are orchestrating the global heating, maybe they are. I doubt it. I don't think we're that powerful. I don't think man's that powerful person. But if you are concerned about what they're promoting in the mainstream media about you being responsible for the heating up of the planet or the heat itself is going to be dangerous to you, just remember, you're going to lose out of fluids, particularly sweat, the minerals and vitamins that keep you healthy. So in order to combat it, you might as well take the stuff that actually replaces it. All right. So salt is the number one mineral lost in our sweat. Sodium rich foods include salted nuts, trail mix, pretzels, crackers, and table salt. Foods high in potassium, which is the third most lost element, is bananas, potatoes, dark leafy greens, citrus fruits, foods that are high in magnesium, pumpkin seeds, almonds, cashews, peanut butter, spinach, and beans. The fifth most lost mineral in your sweat is calcium. Wow, where can we get calcium? From milk, yogurt, almonds, and broccoli. I hate milk. I do not like yogurt. I prefer it from green leafy veggies like broccoli, broccoli sprouts, and nuts like almonds. All right, so uh, remember to go to the Looking for Healing radio show page on AmericaOutloud.com to submit a health question for the host, and we'll share all of our thoughts each Friday. Stay tuned. After the break, we have me, Dr. Brian Artis, coming up, and we're going to talk to you about what it is we know you should be supplementing and everyone at home should be supplementing to combat dehydration, heat strokes, and uh, heat exhaustion. We'll be right back after these messages. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. All right, healers, welcome back from the break. I'm Dr. Brian Artis. Today we're discussing the effects of global heal. I'm sorry, not global healing, but of uh, global warming, climate change, and what they're publishing in the mainstream media just this week about what's going to kill all of us as a result of the heat we're being exposed to every day. All right, so I just returned back from Montana, as you heard in the first segment. Me and my kids all went up and my wife went up to Montana and visited for a time for about a week. And the temperatures were in the 60s and 70s, which was great because we were getting reports out of Dallas, Texas. The temperatures were well over 108 and over 110 is what the index felt like. And that the UV uh, measurements were at a 10, which I, I believe the highest are 12. So uh, my 17-year-old my daughter, Sierra, taught me that uh, UV at a level of 10 means that in about 10 minutes of 
sun exposure, you will start developing uh, sun poisoning, which for us redheaded, fair-skinned people can be a problem. So we try to avoid that as much as possible. All right. Or at least for in 10-minute intervals, at least. All right. So we're going to continue here because there's an answer to how it is we can prevent heat strokes, dehydration, and heat exhaustion forevermore and into the future. And that's the purpose of this Looking for Healing episode with your host, Dr. Brian Artis. And remember, please turn it, tune in every Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Monday through Friday, it's Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Jana Schmidt, Nicola Burnett, and all of us on Fridays, all doing a radio show together, answering questions that you guys submit at americaoutloud.com. All right, so CNN reported in May of 2022, a actual article titled Climate Change Swells Odds of Record India. Swells odds of record India, Pakistan heat waves. So they state here that climate change makes record-breaking heat waves in Northwest India and Pakistan 100 times more likely. And I want to read this to you because I want to get you to get a grasp of what it is they're trying to, to lie to you about. This region should now expect a heat wave that exceeds the record temperature seen in 2010 once every three years. So CNN is publishing this for the for all those in India and Pakistan who should know. I wonder how many people actually in Pakistan and India read CNN. All right. Nonetheless, they said this region should now expect a heat wave that exceeds the record temp seen in 2010 every three years, at least once. Then they state this. Without climate, cha climate change, such extreme temperatures would occur only once every 312 years, the Met Office says. Forecasters say temperatures in northwest India could reach new highs in the coming days. Well, just so you know, CNN is reporting that right now in America, we're seeing extreme heat waves right now. And they don't expect that to stop anytime soon with global warming, obviously. So their attempts to keep you safe was to stay in air conditioning or in the shade or drink water before activities and during. All right. So it's time to teach you why it is I'm not afraid of climate change, heat warming or warming of the earth, if that's the case, nor why I ever would be. Do you know that God designed the human body to have a perfect way of managing its core body temperature? Did you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that it's published here in 2022 that their extreme heat waves are linked? This is in the, let me see what this journal is. Uh, it's abbreviated AJMC.com. I'm not going to look it up right now, but I want to read the title by Gianna Melialo. Melio. This is what she states. The title of her article last year, Extreme Heat Waves Linked with Higher U.S. Mortality, Particularly Among Elderly and Black Individuals. Around the world, she states, millions of individuals die each year from complications brought on and exacerbated by air and water pollution. Watch the water. While reducing air pollution from a single emitter, the turning of fossil fuel could save 50,000 lives annually in the United States alone. So here in this article, they're publishing in this medical journal, that once again, human beings are the problem. We're burning too much fossil fuel, and that's causing 50,000 people to die in the United States alone from the earth being too hot or exacerbated by air and water pollution. But then they go on to say that, but pollution associated with deaths are not the only causality of a warming planet. This week, headlines from global news organizations document the extreme toll of rising temperatures in India and Pakistan. And new research published today in JAMA's network open, detailed to what extent heat is linked with all-cause mortality in the United States. 
Findings reveal extreme heat was associated with higher county level all-cause mortality. So people were just dying from everything when it was hotter, with greater increases seen among certain populations, including men, older adults, and non-Hispanic black individuals. The data represent the effects of, I don't know why they do that. Can somebody explain to me why it is in America we reference whites and Mexicans and blacks as non-Hispanic whites, non-Hispanic Caucasians? Why don't we just call them Caucasians or whites? And then why do they say non-Hispanic blacks? Why don't you just call them blacks? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Why do we reference everything in a non-Hispanic form? This country was first founded by Native Americans. We were aware of Native Americans. And then the whites from Europe came and slaughtered them all. So why do we reference everything here as non-Hispanic? I don't get it. Or Hispanic. I don't get it. I digress. But the findings revealed extreme heat was associated with higher county level all-cause mortality with greater increases seen among those populations, including men, older adults, and non-Hispanic black individuals. The data represents the effects of extreme heat in the continuous United States measured between 2008 and 17 four years prior to the hundreds of heat-related deaths seen throughout the Pacific Northwest last July. And I quote, extreme heat is already associated with a higher mortality rate across the contagious, contiguous United States. As extreme heat events increase over the coming decades, this will likely become an even greater issue, says lead author Samid Katiara. He continued, efforts to mitigate the effects of extreme heat on the health of vulnerable populations is crucial to prevent these disparities from widening further. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. All that's bullcrap. None of that's actually accurate. And then there's another published article. Uh, I just want to read the highlight. It's on Helio, H-E-A-L, Heal, like you're healing, like looking for healing radio, Helio.com. It's titled, Extreme Heat Linked to Higher Cause Mortality Among U.S. Adults. All right, just know they continue to blame this on heat. Did you know that God created the human body to know how to combat excess heat? Did you know that? Well, it did. And do you know that if you type in these words, I encourage everybody at home to do this. We have about 10 minutes left in this segment, which I'm very excited about. This is looking for healing radio. For all of you that are out there listening to the fact that global warming is a thing. Al Gore is a prophet. He told us the whole world was warming up and he created the Internet World Wide Web. All right. Just know. All of you have been told, including myself, and you will continue to hear, and even your young children and teenagers or grandchildren as they grow up are going to fall for a lot of these lies and try to tell you that the earth is is raising its temperature. It's our fault, and people are dying as a result from the excess heat. All right, so I would like to welcome everyone here on this uh, radio show to share this far and wide. Do you guys know, do any of you know, that heat strokes kill 50,000 people every year, or heat strokes or heat-related deaths occur 50,000 plus every year in America, and that's all age groups. Did you know that one teenage athlete dies every three days in America from a heat stroke while playing basketball or football? Did you know that? Did you know that one teenage athlete dies every three days in America from heat stroke while playing basketball or football. Did you know that? Isn't that crazy? That's while they're playing or while at practice. That should seem odd to you. Why would people's hearts stop and why would they die if exercise was good for you? Well, the truth is it lies in what you're losing while you're exercising. 
All right. So I read you the first article here in this episode. I read you an article from 1963 where they were publishing that there's four major minerals then that they identified that were actually being lost in every drop of sweat in men, especially when they were exposed to temperatures of over 100 degrees Fahrenheit for at least 16 days straight, which is occurring still in this world today, even in America. Happened in Texas last year. All right. So did you know that there's only one part of your body that even controls core body temperature? In fact, if you look it up and Google it, which I'm going to do right now while we're on this show, I'm going to Google, and y'all should at home, what organ controls core body temperature? If you guys want to know how to look up stuff, this is how I do it. All right. I actually type in a question. All right. So on Google, which is the most censored platform on earth, when you type in what organ controls core body temperature, it actually, Google gives you the answer from National Institutes of Health, the NIH, Anthony Fauci's old stomping grounds. That's the hypothalamus. So it reads, our internal body temperature is completely regulated by a part of our brain called the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus checks our current temperature and compares it with the normal temperature of about 37 degrees Celsius or 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. All right, so now you all have learned something. You're looking for healing radio show listeners and healers. Did you know the hypothalamus is the only part of the body that controls core body temperature? So as it heats up outside, the hypothalamus tells the body how to cool itself. When you get too cold, the hypothalamus tells your body how to heat up. If you've ever shivered while you were freezing cold, guess what's driving that? The hypothalamus. Now, this is important. Even when kids and adults or anybody of any age get sick and they develop a fever, you know, the fever is the body's attempt to kill the infection or cook it to death. It's the body's own immune system's response to an infection. So what controls the internal body temperature of a human, even during a fever? It's a part of your brain called the hypothalamus. Now, this is important. In 1963, I shared with you a study where they published men were having heat strokes and having mineral imbalances because they were losing in their sweat more than just salt. They were losing salt, potassium, magnesium, and iron in their sweat. Okay, now this is important. You just learned that the hypothalamus is a part of your brain. It's right below your thalamus, but the hypothalamus controls core body temperature by comparing your temperature inside your body to the outside environment or what it's used to be. Did you know that the hypothalamus has one mineral it requires to actually manage your core body temperature? In fact, I would invite all of you, now that you've learned what part of the body controls core body temperature, you will never, ever, ever forget this, I hope. For anybody out there who's involved in sports, activities, football, basketball, running, marathons, working as a road construction worker or a roofer for crying out loud, especially in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, all these hot states anywhere in the world. If you're exposed to heat continuously, did you know there's only one mineral that is published that is required to gauge or control our core body temperature? And do you know what that is? Well, you're listening to Looking for Healing Radio, and we've been discussing all the Currently, this week, published articles on CNN and other platforms about how global warming is affecting the health of people worldwide and causing death in the elderly for all-cause mortality. Well, I'm going to teach you how it is we can make sure that never happens again. Did you know if you Google right now, 
type this in on Google. I've done this with many people around the world. Type in what mineral controls core body temperature. Remember the hypothalamus is the part of the brain that controls core body temperature. Do you know what mineral the hypothalamus needs to balance your, your actual core body temperature? Which means even children who have fevers that cause seizures, you've heard of a febrile seizure. Do you know that they're only lack, those kids are lacking one mineral and that's it. Did you know that? Has anyone ever told you? No. All right. So when you type in Google, what mineral controls core body temperature? It's only one magnesium. Magnesium, which was published in 1963 to be one of the top four minerals lost in every drop of sweat from every man, period, who were being exposed to temperatures over 100 degrees Fahrenheit for 16 days straight. Magnesium helps with the body temperature regulation. Magnesium is an essential mineral for staying healthy and is required for more than 300 biomechanical biochemical reactions in the body. Now, I do want to state something here. Magnesium, they always state from Michigan State University, is where this published article is coming from. They state that it's actually responsible for 300 reactions in the body. That is not true. It's actually over 3,000 everyday reactions, including enzymes in your body that control protein structure, digestion, and production. So you need this magnesium. So magnesium is the key to prevent ever in the future being concerned about the effects of dehydration from your sweat and not putting in enough water and magnesium back into the body. I just need you to know, if you're looking for a hydrate product, the fear is individuals can suffer from heat strokes and die from overheating. Well, you can't overheat if your hypothalamus controls your core body temperature and it gets the food it needs. What's the food? It needs magnesium. Why is this important? Oh my God, I did an uh, entire show about magnesium. Uh, it's actually titled 15 Symptoms and Diseases Caused by One Mineral Deficiency, and that is magnesium. So what are some of the benefits of magnesium? Uh, there's a whole host of them, but I'll run through a few of these here. And then I'm going to give you the dosage that everybody should be consuming every single day of magnesium to prevent during global warming. Thank you, Al Gore. In order to prevent the global warming and the effects and worry of dehydration, heat exhaustion, and heat strokes, all you need to do is make sure you're supplementing magnesium. Now, before anybody asks, and everybody's going to ask this, what form of magnesium? You just need to be taking magnesium. Magnesium citrate is the cheapest, most widely produced magnesium source on the planet. I actually use that every day. It's one of the three magnesiums I use every day. And then what are the doses? So we'll get into that here in just a second. If you want to never worry about global warming again, causing heat strokes, heart attacks, I said heart attacks, dehydration and heat exhaustion, you just need to mag- make sure you're supplementing magnesium every day. The minimum magnesium every day, doesn't matter if it's magnesium citrate, magnesium orotate, magnesium threonate, magnesium glycinate, gluconate, you name it. You need to be consuming at least 500 milligrams a day. My personal recommendation, buy a magnesium, any of them. Try it for two weeks. If you don't see improvements in your sleep, If you don't see improvements in your bowels, uh, let's run through here real quickly. Uh, I would recommend you get a magnesium source of any kind. Take it for two weeks. 500 milligrams is the minimum dosage. After two weeks, if you don't see improvements in your life, symptoms, energy, you name it, you need to switch to a different form of magnesium, and you should see improvements there. What is magnesium crucial for? Uh, You need magnesium to sleep all night and reach REM deep sleep. If you're not hitting it, you're deficient in magnesium. If you have bone loss or bone... uh, Let's just call it osteopenia or osteoporosis. You are magnesium deficient. 
If you're not pooping every day, you are magnesium deficient. If you have heart arrhythmias, high blood pressure, you have a magnesium deficiency. If you have kidney stones, bone spurring, and arthritis, you have a magnesium deficiency and you need to be on at least 500 milligrams per day. My favorite actual formulation comes out of the 1920s. They recommended researchers did that people for, they take their body weight in pounds, divide it by 2.2 pounds and multiply that number times 10.6 milligrams a day. That total should be what you're getting in magnesium every day. All right. This is the show. Magnesium is the key to beat global warming and the effects of global warming on the human body. You don't have to be afraid. They're just trying to scare the crap out of you. Remember, the only medicine is natural medicine because natural medicine first does no harm. There is so much we have to unlearn. I'm grateful to be able to unlearn it with you so we can learn something much better, something filled with love, with logic, and with... There's so much we have to unlearn. I'm grateful to be able to unlearn it with you so we can learn something much better, something filled with love, with logic, and with light. Healers, you are a being of light, so remember that when you're looking for healing, to always look within first. May God, the Almighty, and author of all things, shine his divine light down upon us, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm and, and healing embrace. I am Dr. Brian Artis, founder of the DrArtisShow.com, ArtisLabs.com. Thank you for joining us at Looking for Healing Radio. Make sure to tune in tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. And until then, I say to you, God bless you and have a great week and may God keep you safe.